Letters from a Glass House is a not-for-profit ministry of the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Venice, Florida. Support us today at UUCOV.org. My name, it is nothing. My age, it is less. The country I come from is called the Midwest. I was taught and brought up there, the laws to abide. And the land that I live in has gone. Oh, the history books tell it, they tell it so well. The cavalry's charged, the Indians fell. The cavalry's charged, the Indians died. Oh, the country was young with God on its side. Oh, the First World War, boys, it closed out its fate. The reason for fighting, I never got straight. But I learned to accept it, accept it with pride. For you don't count the dead when God's on your side. When the Second World War came to an end, we forgave Germans and thought we were friends. Though they murdered six million in the ovens they fried, the Germans now too have love on their side. I learned to hate Russians all through my whole life. If another war starts, with them we must fight. To hate and to fear them, to run and to hide, and accept it all bravely with God on our side. But now we got weapons of the chemical dust. If fire them, we're forced to, then fire them we must. One push of the button and it shot the world wide. And you never ask questions when God's on your side. So now, as I'm leaving, I'm weary as hell. The confusion I'm feeling ain't no tongue can tell. The words fill my head and fall to the floor. If God 
not on our side, he'll stop the next war. Years and years ago, Stephen Van Zandt wrote, I'm a patriot and I love my country because my country is all I know. And I want to be with my family, the people who understand me because I've got nowhere else to go. And I ain't no communist. I ain't no capitalist. I ain't no socialist. I ain't an imperialist. I ain't no Democrat and I ain't no Republican. I only know one party and that's freedom. I am a patriot. Bob Dylan didn't like that word. He rewrote the words of Samuel Johnson and said patriotism is the last refuge to which a scoundrel clings. And Stephen Decatur said, Our country in her intercourse with foreign nations, may she always be in the right, but right or wrong, our country. G.K. Chesterton said, My country, right or wrong, is a thing that no patriot would think of saying. It's like saying my mother, drunk or sober. <laughs> now, our seven principles don't include either patriotism or nationalism. But they do include a call to a united world with a responsible search for truth and meaning and the support of democracy. To live up to those principles, you have to understand both patriotism and nationalism. And right now, nationalism is playing out on our national level. When patriotism and nationalism go amiss, you are left with a nation that's incapable of democracy at all. They're not the same thing. They have a basis in love and loyalty to country, but that's where the similarities end. And we as a country are getting sold a bill of goods right now because we're getting told that the right, the hard right, have a lock on patriotism. And that it's not possible to be a patriot and love your country if you're not an ultra-conservative. And that's just not true. In 2018, at a rally for Senator Ted Cruz in Houston, President Trump said that a globalist is a person who wants the globe to do well frankly, but not caring about our country so much. He went on to say, there's an old-fashioned word that I embrace, nationalism. Now that definition is close, but it's not quite right. Nationalism is the identification with one's own nation and support for its interest, especially to the exclusion or detriment of the interest of other nations. Nationalists think they are superior. Their culture, their ethnicity, their 
interests are so much more important than the interest of others that they fear people who do not share their ideas. And they often devalue people who are different than them, white supremacists and Nazis. They're examples of self-identified nationalists. The Proud Boys have identified themselves as nationalists. Now, I am not hanging this word on anybody who has not hung it on themselves. Patriots are more encompassing in their love of country. And because we're a huge country, patriotism takes a lot of different forms. It often has roots in our freedom, our opportunities, and our hope and generosity. My country, tis of thee, sweet land of liberty. Now, we all know that's not true for everybody. It's not true that this land is a land of liberty for everyone. But a patriot is willing to hang in there and hope to critique the wrong and uphold the right. Charles de Gaulle said, patriotism is when your love of your own comes first. Nationalism is when hate for people other than your own comes first. That resonated with me, and it resonated hard in these times. Are you a patriot or a nationalist? Well, that depends. You have to decide how you feel about American exceptionalism. That's the idea that we in the U.S. have a mission and a character that separates us from other nations. Exceptionalism is ingrained in everyday talk about American politics. And you've heard this. We're the peacemaker for the world. We're the policeman for the world. This shapes high-level discussions. In arguments by a foreign affairs scholar in recent years, they said the United States plays a unique role as the world's anchor of liberal ideas. Exceptionalism shapes conversation about domestic policy. It leads us to think that America's internal divisions and problems are distinctive, and by implication that the experience of other countries doesn't tell us anything. We see this in socialized medicine. How many times have you heard someone say, well, yeah, but it wouldn't work here? No, it only works in the other 86 far advanced wouldn't work here. We're different. We're special. You say our education programs are failing. Our kids are falling further and further behind. Why don't we look at what the Netherlands are doing or Sweden, Denmark? Oh no, none of that would work here. We're different. We're American. The other idea is that we are called to colonize, to take control of things we didn't originally own and make them ours. Exceptionalism is wrong for a lot of reasons, but one of the first is that it complicates the task of building a global coalition to actually defend freedom and democracy. We need that kind of a coalition Democracy is perceived to be in retreat right now around the globe. Russia is at war with the Ukraine without reason. 
China is working its way to having the world's largest economy. The United States needs all the friends it can get. Rhetoric about U.S. exceptionalism doesn't help build alliances. It undermines the country's capacity to deal with one of the most challenging aspects of democratic governance, and that's the problem of managing sharp internal divisions without resorting to methods that crush liberty and respect for minorities. Read a history book and you'll see we've got a lot of experience with this problem. But so do other countries. Some, like India, the most populous liberal democracy, deal with it on a much larger scale. We can learn across borders. But if we're special... We have no ability to learn anything. I actually had someone tell me last week, why can't other countries just get it through their head that inches and miles? <laughs> why do they do it wrong? And I asked him at the time, I said, do you know how many countries use inches and miles and cups? And they said, well, most of them. I said, three of them. Three. The entire rest of the planet We're the ones who can't learn. In this century, the pursuit of traditional American ideals requires new ways of thinking. If we are truly ambitious to advance freedom and democracy, we got to do it differently. To defend these ideals, we all have to work together. We need a new point of view. Call it unexceptionalism. Acknowledge the commonalities as well as the differences. We are the land of the pilgrim's pride, the land of the noble free. As long as we recognize we're not alone in that pride and that nobility. When my late British husband heard this song for the first time, he went, well, you stole that one. I took him to see Plymouth Rock. Any of you ever seen Plymouth Rock? Never, never take someone from London to see Plymouth Rock. He said, it's a bloody great bump. They sailed over a thousand miles across an ocean to hit the only rock in town. Y'all weren't special. You couldn't steer. But if we are not uniquely qualified to be some sort of leader, if that's not what our role is, what are we supposed to do? How does UUism fit in with all this? I don't know about you. How many of you grew up with the Pledge of Allegiance every morning in your classrooms? Most of you? Okay. I still get a lump in my throat when I hear the star-spangled banner, see the flag waving. My grandfather served. My brother is Special Forces 101st Airborne. My other brother couldn't sign up, so I went over with a private firm. I still cry at the Budweiser Clydesdale commercials. You know which ones I'm talking about. I love the United States. 
We've lost the distinction between being a patriot and being a nationalist. Patriotism means you see the flaws, that you are willing to get out there and be constructively critical. You offer critique and then you help find the solutions. A patriot loves their government and their country enough to point out when its flies unzipped and its slip is showing and to say, you got to do better. That's a patriot. You love your country. Nationalism is patriotism on steroids and maybe on crack. (laughs) It approaches idolatry. The worship of God and nation are woven into the same fabric. You can't tell one from the other. When the pastor of a large evangelical megachurch calls anyone who criticized the U.S. invasion of Iraq a traitor, traitor, can you imagine going to church and being called a traitor for criticizing your country? Your country is not God. It was not divinely sent. You criticize that sucker. With nationalism, we are back to the presumption that we are called out by God. And to the extreme, it's a dangerous thing. It gives us permission to do anything because God's on our side. Patriotism calls us to a higher ethic. Our nation and its founding was a gift was established with ideals of freedom of religion and speech and justice, even though they didn't get it right, let's face it. It was for white men. It was for landowners. We know that. It wasn't perfect. Somewhere I read the following statement. When patriots wave the flag, they're fully aware that it symbolizes and represents ideals, but not every decision and action our government makes. When nationalists wave the flag... They're using it as an idol to sanctify whatever America does. And if you think about some of the political actions we've seen lately, that is very true. Patriotism takes pride in the history of the nation, but focuses on the future. It works toward the achievement of the ideals of the founding fathers, knowing that they were not originally intended to include everyone and trying to do better. Nationalism looks to the past to defend past policies and events and deems that all that the nation has done was good and righteous. For those who have openly claimed that they are nationalist, I truly always hope that they are ignorant, that they are not aware of the ugly and dangerous history of this term, nationalism will not ever be something to seize with pride. There is no pride in hatred. Hermann Goring, chief of Nazi propaganda for Hitler's Third Reich, wrote this, The people can always be brought to the bidding of its leader. Tell them they are being attacked. Tell them they are in danger. Then denounce the peacemakers for the lack of their patriotism and for exposing the nation to danger. This works the same way in any nation, even a democracy. Sound familiar? A little close for comfort. 
Quite a few politicians have become chicken little. We're being attacked. We're being invaded. We're in danger. The sky is falling. Flee for your lives. Don't do any of that. Rise up for your beliefs. Choose patriotism and truth over nationalism, fear, and lies. Even though the temptation is there, even for us, you're called by our free faith and our UU polity to live your values in the world. You're called to responsibility rather than to proud claims of false superiority. You're called to be unexceptional rather than following manifest destiny. Sing America, but don't ignore our faults and our flaws. Our country, tis of thee, with all of your rights and all of your wrongs, be proud and critique every day. This is the intersectional work of justice and the purest form of patriotism. We are not alone. We're part of an amazing global community. May we and every nation be one world dedicated to peace and justice, equity and beauty. But it's going to take human hands to do this work. And those hands are your hands. They're Republican. They're Democrat. They're Socialist. They're Independent. They're Green. They're yours. All of us, not nationalist, isolated behind a wall of hatred but patriots proud of our country and determined to make her shine. So it's up to you. Let freedom ring. Amen.